Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 326. This time I have Remnant from the Ashes to talk about, which is a very awesome birthday present for me. And that's it for this time. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. Remnant from the Ashes is a third-person shooter. It is out for PC on Steam and Arc, and on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. However, this isn't like most of the modern shooters these days, as it's not about spraying bullets and having bullet sponge enemies, so much as it is about strategic planning, positioning, and timing. You'll need to learn when to time dodges, when to get behind cover, what's an ideal range for a specific weapon you're using, and what moves the bad guys are doing, and what their ideal range is, and sort of the timing as to when to dodge certain moves, or when to uh, just outright get out of the way and not be anywhere near them, or some of them are in fact the opposite. You actually don't want to uh, shoot them and be at range. You want to do melee weapon damage. So it's all very strategic and very different from the average shooter. I would say the gunplay is superb. You'll want to target weak points, but some of the enemies are hard to spot the uh, weak points, whereas other ones are very obvious. Like one of the first ones you meet are kind of like little basketballs with arms and legs. They're kind of tiny and super weird looking. So sometimes the enemies don't uh, quite have weak spots like you would expect them to, but they do react like you would expect um, something like that when being hit with a weapon to react. Like if you hit them with a heavy melee weapon, those little guys will go flying. Or if you hit them with a heavy hitting weapon, uh, similarly they'll get staggered or knocked down or, or you know get shot back a little bit. So gunplay is really strategic in terms of how you want to plan out your shots how you want to keep bad guys at range. Because sometimes if you've got a bunch of guys charging at you, you'll want to actually bounce them back a bit uh, before actually killing them off. Or other guys, you know, you'll want to kill off as soon as possible and then dodge out of the way of the other guys. It's all very uh, strategic and tactical. However, the bosses will not be kind to you either. Since I'm new to this style of game, I probably spent about two hours trying to beat... Uh, the first boss, uh, getting used to the dodge mechanics, and I was going way, 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 way too fast. Again, like I said, this is all about strategic planning and uh, when you want to do certain moves. Like for that boss in particular, it was all about keeping his ads at a certain range, and then when the boss comes at you, uh, dodging actually towards his attack because he had a big sword, because that way uh, you'll be behind him. And that was really, again, all about the timing, getting the timing right, because they have these 
uh, invulnerability frames, I guess many games call them, uh, when you do your dodge, uh, you can't be hit by anything. So you want to be sure that uh, you're sort of dodging uh, through the attack uh, at the very specific moment. Uh, you know, not too soon, not too late. If you're playing like a normal shooter and you're just rolling around like crazy, you're going to get hit because you're not timing it correctly. This is all, uh, again, all about the timing and tactical nature of that fight. That's not to say it is really super hard or impossible. I'd say it's probably more akin to sort of the, the early days of arcade-based shooters or uh, shooters uh, very early on like Doom, where it was more about uh, timing and positioning and strategy than it is just spraying bullets. It also kind of depends on what your loadout is, uh, what items you're using, and sort of your personal strategy. Like one boss I fought later on, I had almost identical equipment to that first boss, but that one only took me about 45 minutes, I think, because it was more uh, in line with the strategy of the way I play, uh, whereas the first boss was a pretty steep learning curve because I'm not used to uh, that kind of game with timing the dodge. Do I die a lot? Uh, yes and no. In that first section before that first boss, uh, which was probably also about two hours, I probably died about three or four times. But it is never not fun because you know what's killing you. You know why you're getting killed. Well, or you'll <laughs> figure it out pretty quick. But it's not like some games where you're like, oh, I died and I have no idea what killed me or why I died. Here you'll know, oh, something exploded. So uh, a bad guy far away is throwing things that explode at me. Or, oh, uh, this boss totally like took off half my health in that one hit. I should probably not get hit by that. I should dodge it or uh, be not in the way. And also, you're always gaining. Even if you die, you still retain all of the experience and items you got while you were alive. So dying is really kind of an inconvenience. And, you know, you might get a little frustrated, but eventually you'll get past uh, where you're stuck on. Or uh, there's ways around it, which I'll get into uh, in a little bit. This game has quite a bit of resource management. Again, you don't just want to spam uh, bullets everywhere because you'll run out of ammo. It uh, becomes an issue, and you need to manage carefully what ammo you're using when, and when you're using just your melee attack and not using any ammo at all. And there are other uh, consumable things that you will need to keep track of. If you are into lore, it gets really deep into the lore of the world, uh, quite early on, although it's not an in-your-face kind of way. It's done through a lot of reading and, uh, I would say, computers, which have, you know, a lot of the story of what's going on. And while that's not the best way to learn lore about a world or game, I think in this case that was specifically done because the game is designed to be run through multiple times. You just go through it over and over and over and over and over. And it's randomized, so you actually want to do So I think with the lore being based on something the player has to sort of go out of their way to read means that in uh, subsequent playthroughs, when you know the lore, you don't have to do it. You just, like, skip over it and ignore it. As I mentioned, areas in sort of the between mission points are randomly generated. Uh, that means that, you know, there's story beat A and story beat B, but all of the space between those... 
uh, is randomly generated. This also includes the bosses. I have watched uh, a few other streams of other people, and I almost always see different bosses uh, from the bosses I've seen so far. I think I've seen about five uh, bosses in my playthrough so far. I think I'm at about 25 or 30 hours into the game. So what you see in your playthrough uh, may not be uh, what your friend gets in their playthrough. It might be very different, or even your own playthrough. Uh, if you play through a second time, uh, it might be very different. Speaking of how to play, you can play in offline mode, where it doesn't connect uh, to the server at all. You can play online, uh, where I assume it would connect to the server. You can set it to friends only invite, or you can set it to be open to anybody to play, or you can join other people. And you can join in a group of up to three players. The progress of your character will always be saved, uh, no matter where you're playing. But if you're going through like the story and the save points in the various uh, world locations, the only one that will save for is the person hosting the game. So it's like, if I'm at a point in my story where I want to pause and maybe I want to join with somebody else, I could go join with them, uh, play a bunch, and then when I come back to my game, uh, I'll still be in the same spot. Character customization is pretty crazy. You start the game by choosing one of three archetypes, but those really don't impact a whole lot. They set up what your starting gear is in terms of your weapons and your armor. You have three traits, and I believe for two of those traits, it will set uh, the level at which it's at, that it starts at. Like the scrapper is built for melee, so he would have more... Um, I think it's toughness that gives you health, whereas I started with Hunter, which is higher endurance. And then there's a third trait you get, uh, which will be specific to that archetype. But all of the gear, the armor, the weapons, the traits can all be found or gained in the game after you finish the tutorial. So as example, after I finished my tutorial... I went through and I picked up a piece of armor from the Ex-Cultist, which gives you um, basically power regeneration rate. And I swapped out one of my hunter pieces. And then on my hunting rifle, I added uh, one of the weapon mods that comes with the Ex-Cultist. So right away, I sort of became a hybrid of uh, mostly DPS, but also a little bit of sort of support slash ability regeneration. So as I just mentioned, your two ranged weapons have weapon mods, which are basically powers. You start with a really limited uh, number of things you can do. Basically, each archetype uh, starts with their own weapon mod. So if you pick them all up uh, right after the tutorial, you'd only have a total of three, I believe. Uh, but there are a bunch of them in the game. I think the devs said there was something like 30. And a lot of these will drop either in the world from doing something special or from killing a particular boss. You might get one. As well as there are specific boss weapons. And the mods on the weapons for the bosses are locked to that weapon because it's sort of a very special uh, weapon that comes from that boss. And I'm talking in circles. But you get the idea. There are lots of choices, lots of flexibility, except for uh, boss-dropped weapons, which have their mods 
uh, locked. You can't change those. But the other ones you can change um, at will, I think, maybe even in combat, though I would not recommend that. But you can take a mod off of one weapon and then put it onto a different weapon, and it just stays forever. Uh, you don't, you know, override it or lose it or have to buy it again. Once you have the thing, uh, you have it. As I mentioned early on, there are several conditions you'll want to watch out for. The various armors will have different uh, resistance levels to these conditions. Some of them are like bleeding or corrosion or infected, uh, things like that. And there are consumables to uh, clear those out uh, slash give you resistance buffs to them. So again, that's another thing you'll want to uh, buy and then watch out. Uh, you don't use too much of it or use it at the wrong time because you'll only have a limited number of those. The only real negative thing I heard from a review is that currently the way the game scales is that if you're in a group and you enter a new area, it will scale the game according to the highest level player. So if you're like a high level player with a low level player, uh, that's probably not going to be the best time uh, for the lower level player because they're going to have a harder time uh, getting through and, and killing the bad guys. But I don't know. I mean, you know, they've uh, been working on the game for quite a while, so I expect uh, that's probably fairly balanced. And if it's not, uh, you know, they can always change it in a future patch. The sound is really great, though, especially in the early areas, sometimes uh, it seems to have a little difficulty with sort of height. So something that's like above you or below you can sound sort of like it's like right around the corner or on top of you and you're like where's the bad guy I don't I don't see them I don't understand so there's a little bit of weirdness with the positioning but overall the sound is really amazing especially the guns uh, the gun sounds all sound really awesome as well as the bad guy uh, not guns because they're not always using guns but the sound is really good and once you get used to that weird uh, positioning uh, you kind of understand uh, what it's trying to tell you in terms of audio cues because it's really clear on uh, various audio cues and you can tell a lot about what's going on uh, in the world and what's coming up uh, based on the audio cues. Part of that is that the music is really great but it's dynamically created uh, which is both good and bad. I actually like dynamically created music uh, quite a bit. Again it cues you into what's going on and what's coming up in the level. It does get repetitive a little bit quicker uh, than not dynamically generated music. But I think of the two, uh, I probably prefer a dynamic soundtrack as opposed to one that's just constantly running uh, a set track over and over. As I briefly mentioned at the start, the game is dynamically generated, so it's super fun and super replayable, and I love it uh, quite a bit. And with all of the personalization of uh, what your character starts with and how uh, you can mix and match things to your style and how you'll pick up new talents and new weapon mods and then you level up slash use the ones you prefer the most. It's really flexible and I think it's really super fun. If you like third-person shooters and can handle a challenge, like I said, it's not super easy. I would say it's probably uh, somewhere between normal and hard difficulty of most games or uh, straight-up hard difficulty for some of the bosses. But if you can handle that, and you don't mind a little bit of a challenge, maybe a little bit of a struggle uh, while you learn uh, various boss strategies or various uh, new enemy types, uh, but you're always gaining along the way, then I would highly recommend it. As a side note, there are no microtransactions, 
and there are no plans to do any microtransactions. And they're planning DLC in the future. They're actually already talking to people uh, on the Discord about what they like and what they'd like to see uh, more of in upcoming DLC. So they will make uh, traditional expansion packs for it in the future. So that's pretty much it for my Rambly podcast. It was my birthday weekend. That's why I got the game for my birthday. I was worried early on that that would be all I'd have. Because, uh, you know, I got so many bills coming up uh, lately. And my contacts, uh, as I think I mentioned, I was on my last pair. And they were burning and it was really terrible. But I got a lot of birthday money and a lot of uh, donations. So I actually went to the eye doctor. Uh, got a new prescription. And everything is cool and super great again. The new prescription is actually a little bit lower uh, than my previous one. I guess the doctor said that as you get a little bit older, uh, your eyes have a harder time uh, focusing because the focus muscles, I guess, um, don't work (laughs) as well. So if you have a prescription that's too high or too low, it actually really messes with your vision uh, because it's sort of fighting against your eyes uh, in terms of the focal point. So now that these are uh, both brand new and correct prescription, uh, I can see really, really, really well. I don't even need my reading glasses quite as much anymore. Although he did check them, and he checked my eyes, and he's like, yeah, actually this uh, prescription you got for these reading glasses is the correct one uh, for your eyes currently. So that was good to hear as well. I did have a bit more money uh, after that. I need to order a couple boxes of contacts. Uh, so those will be on the way. But I have a little bit more uh, left over for gas, and then a little bit um, spare, just to keep. And then I got some gift cards uh, for actual cash. I will use those for uh, school for this quarter, and hopefully for next quarter. And then I'll put about 100 bucks away for uh, my web space. That's uh, $150 uh, in December, so I'm short on that, but That is a really, really big uh, head start towards having enough for that. So that turned out to be a really good birthday. Uh, A lot of stuff uh, taken care of or, uh, you know, got money uh, reserved for it. So that's good. Though, you know, I'm going to run into regular problems like gas and uh, car insurance will start up again in October. So that'll be uh, an issue then. But that's, you know, a couple months away, which hopefully... Uh, is enough time to uh, get some more help. But I tried to hang on, and uh, it was a very super happy birthday uh, with all the uh, donations and help. And I don't know uh, what I'll talk about next time. I did win a thing watching a stream, so I might talk about that. Uh, that's an arcade game I've had on my wish list like forever. I think it's Nex Machina? Uh, I'm not totally sure on the name. But that's like super old. <laughs> I don't know... Uh, if anybody would want to hear me talk about that. But I might not have anything else uh, really to talk about next time. We'll see. 
Uh, that's three weeks. That's, you know, a long time for most uh, regular people. But I guess, hopefully, I'll see everybody then. Okay, thanks, bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number 1 in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License 2019.